Blog Talk Radio. by the Appleseed Project, which is sponsored by the Revolutionary War Veterans Association. <clears throat> We'd like to welcome everyone for tuning in tonight. We've got a lot of stuff uh, we want to get out to folks. There's a, a huge amount of things uh, happening, and uh, it's just a, it's a great time to be in the program. It's a great time to be involved, and uh, I'm really proud of a lot of the folks, uh, a lot of the stuff that's going on here. I'm trying to open up the uh, the chat, so just bear with me for a few minutes. It's uh, once again, uh, I believe one of the things is that the <clears throat> the prime time uh, hours, like we that we uh, are occupying now, the probably seven o'clock to ten o'clock or six o'clock to ten o'clock time periods, are probably very heavy uh, time periods for use. So <clears throat> uh, if the uh, I'll keep trying to get the chat open because I want to read what you guys uh, are saying or questions that you're asking uh, about the topic tonight. <clears throat> well, let's try to open up. Let's uh, let's get started with the upcoming events. It's coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. Okay, <clears throat> Bakersfield. California. This is all for the October 17th, 18th weekends. Bakersfield, California. Brighton, Colorado. Uh, Buckeye, Arizona. Calverton, New York. College Station, Texas. Columbia, Maine. El Paso, Texas. Uh, 
Evansville, Indiana, Lobelville, Tennessee, Mannheim, Pennsylvania, Montpellier, Virginia, uh, Piru, California, uh, Ramsar, North Carolina, Sacramento, California, Stinson, West Virginia, Wabash, Indiana, El Paso Community College, Texas, starts off the October 24th and 25th weekend, followed by Gunnison, Colorado, Knob Creek, Kentucky, Mayaka, Florida, Osage Beach, Missouri, Ottawa, Illinois, uh, Albion, New York, Athens, Ohio, Okay, Albion, New York starts off the uh, 31st first weekend. Athens, Ohio is also 31st first. Carrollton, Kentucky. Castle Rock, Washington. Dulzura, California. Fresno, California. Hinkley, Minnesota. Jerome, Idaho. Kill Devil Hills. Kill Devil Hills. That must be a heck of a place to live. Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. Santa Barbara. California. <clears throat> okay, now the uh, November 7th and 8th weekend, the first weekend, uh, the first full weekend in November. College Station, Texas, November 7th and 8th. Hernando County, Florida, November 7th and 8th. Maynardville, Tennessee. Miamisburg, Ohio. Ottawa, Illinois. Pittsburgh, Kansas. Ridgecrest, California. Salisaw, Oklahoma, Socorro, New Mexico, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Now the November 14th and 15th weekend starts off in Augusta, Georgia, Bates City, Missouri, Boulder City, Nevada, Davila, Texas, November 14th and 15th. That will be the end of a rifleman's boot camp there. We'll have the folks who attended the RBC will be the instructors for that event. Fallon, Nevada, uh, November 14th and 15th. Glen Helen, California. Hartford, Connecticut. Harvard, Massachusetts. Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Piru, California. Rama, Colorado. Spearfish, South Dakota. Stinson, West Virginia. Tacoa, Georgia. Yanceyville, North Carolina. That gives us the uh, next month in Appleseed. And uh, that's a lot of weekends. That's a lot of events. Uh, And we just keep getting more and more. There's not a single weekend in these United States now where there is not an Appleseed occurring. there's a there's an apple seed every weekend somewhere in America, every weekend somewhere in America there is a uh, an apple seed event which is occurring. A lot of them are new places, uh, and many of them are recurring locations. So, if you're looking for an apple seed event, very easy to find one. Just go to appleseedinfo.org or rwva.org, that's our homepage. Once you get to the homepage, look in the top left corner, 
and there will say it'll say Appleseed uh, on the tab. Click on that, it'll give a drop-down menu. When the drop-down menu comes down, scroll down it to Schedule. Click on Schedule, and that will take you to the list of events that uh, are occurring across the nation. They'll be listed by the date. It'll be listed first by city and then by date. <clears throat> and right beside that, there'll be two hot links. One will be information. If you want information on that specific event, click on information. Uh, it should give you uh, all the uh, uh, all the pertinent information, where it's, at, where it's occurring, directions, uh, local regulations, uh, a map, etc. And then right next to that is another hot link for registering. You click on that, that will take you to the third-party software, Eventbrite, that we use. And that will allow you to pre-register for the event. We we would greatly recommend that you pre-register, okay, both for your uh, convenience and ours. Uh, when you pre-register, that ensures that you have a place on the line. <clears throat> when you get to the event, it won't be uh, sold out uh, or there won't be enough uh, gear there for you. You pre-register, and you will have a place on the line. Also, it allows us to make sure that there is the uh, sufficient number of instructors for the folks who are attending. Uh, as I said, you look at the uh, schedule. We have events all across the United States every weekend. So that takes a lot of figuring out how to get the instructors there, how many that need to go there, how much gear needs to be there, etc. So when you pre-register, that, uh, that helps us to figure out how many instructors we're going to need, how much gear, and if uh, the event is either a small location or we get a great, uh, a large number of attendees, we will do our best to secure additional line if it looks like it's going to go over. But and and what we'll do is we can, maybe we can get another bay uh, or another firing line at the same location. There have been times before when we, when we have actually uh, uh, secured another location that was a couple of miles away from the first one. But we won't know to do that unless you've pre-registered. So if you're going to go to an event, go to AppleseedInfo.org. Look up on the top left corner. You'll see uh, Appleseed. Click on Appleseed. Look on the drop-down menu for Schedule. Click on Schedule. Look at the, uh, the location and state that you want to go to, and then find the date right next to it. And then go all the way across to the uh, second hot link that says register, and then pre-register. Um, that will go a long way towards, uh, towards making sure we've got enough folks uh, and everything else there. Okay. I'm still trying to, uh, still trying to get the chat session to open up. And uh, as soon as it does, we'll... That, uh, that you folks that are either in there already or that uh, I don't know that if you I don't know if you can uh, go into the chat before I open it up uh, or if I have to have it open first I don't know how that works I haven't uh, done it from from the other end because of course I'm always on this end doing the show <clears throat> while I'm waiting to see if that'll open up uh, before we get started on our the topic for this evening. I've got a couple of more things I want to say. One is, if you go to the Appleseed Forum, 
take a look at the after-action reports for Fort Stewart, Georgia. The uh, instructors went down to Fort Stewart, and uh, and they presented a week's worth of instruction to our soldiers there, who are getting ready to uh, uh, getting ready to deploy. Or uh, I'm not sure. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say they went there and gave uh, instruction to the to the soldiers, and uh, and the results were absolutely uh, fantastic. Everyone there, all the soldiers had a great time. They learned a tremendous amount. I think that the uh, the military has a great respect now for uh, our ability to instruct rifle marksmanship, and uh, which is may have been a surprise to them. However, it's no surprise to me whatsoever. Uh, I have always known that we have the absolute best rifle marksmanship program in these United States. Uh, the best rifle instruction program and uh, the least expensive, filled with everything you need to know in order to master your rifle. Not only that, but while you're there, you're going to get instruction on the events of April 19, 1775, the birth date of our nation, the, na- the date that our nation began, so that you can begin to understand what it means to be an American, what it takes uh, to live the life of a rifleman, why we have a constitution, and why it's important that you actually give it a read and see what it says. <clears throat> the soldiers at Fort Stewart were very, very happy. Uh, so re- go to the uh, forum read the AAR and uh, take a look at the photographs and stuff it just uh it was just a a really great uh instruction instructing event and uh i'm i'm so proud of the guys that went and taught that i just can't stand it uh they were just absolutely uh, absolutely amazing <clears throat> okay uh, one of the other things that I want to mention real quick, too, is that uh, is that we need the state coordinators in the program. We need the state coordinators to start taking uh, a very, very strong, active role. They should be leading their state, and we need the state coordinators to begin doing that. We need them uh, to muscle up and begin and begin leading each of their individual states. Now, you can go to the forum, too, and go to uh, the state coordinator's board. <clears throat> Silence uh, has taken the time to write out, uh, this last year, he took the time to write out the duties of the state coordinator and if you're unsure, as a state coordinator, if you're unsure of what your duties are, I'm telling you, they're, they're listed right there on the forum under State Coordinators Board. It's the very first thread under State Coordinators Board, duties of the state coordinator. Uh, everything you need is right there uh, to get you started for as a strong skeleton for your job. And then we're depending on you 
to flesh out that skeleton, to flesh out that uh, uh, the skeleton of the the job, and <clears throat> to make new discoveries, make new discoveries of what uh, of what works and and what's not working, and pass them along to us so that we can uh, so that we can benefit. From your experience, the state coordinators are the backbones of the state. <clears throat> uh, at the national level, there can only be so much done uh, because there are 50 states, uh, or is it uh, 48 or 47? I can't remember now. Or maybe it's 54. Uh, I guess the states, the number of states, are also a living, breathing. Uh, instrument so they can shift back and forth in numbers however we're going to concentrate on just 50 of them for now but there are 50 and uh, we can't do everything the uh, the staff can't do everything for all the states so at each state level the state coordinator needs to be responsible for uh, for making sure that the stuff is getting done in his state. Now I'm going to uh, I'm going to click over onto that uh, thread for just a second, so I can give you some of the high points of it. Because uh, one of the things that it tells you right off the bat is that uh, the job of the state coordinator is not to do everything, but it's to ensure that everything is getting done. What I mean by that is that uh, as a state coordinator, it's not your responsibility to do everything. Uh, you're not uh, – it's not up to you to make sure every single thing gets done. What you're supposed to be doing is making sure that the rest of the guys in your state are doing it. Here's the state coordinator's motto. State coordinators are not doers of all but overseers of all. Okay, you have to start to build a team that can work for you within your state. You cannot do it all yourself. Remember, you're just the coordinator. The most important thing you can do as a state coordinator is to let the national team know what's going on within your state on a regular basis. <clears throat> Remember that just by being a point of contact within your state, you're already accomplishing a lot. What that means is that <clears throat> Just by making sure that you are available, making sure that the when the folks in your state need something, making sure that they know they can get a hold of you and you can help uh, get any problems ironed out, get uh, supplies, uh, et cetera, then uh, you're already doing a whole a, a huge amount just by that if uh, If the national folks can uh, contact a state coordinator. And find out what's going on in the state. That's you're doing a, a huge amount of your job just by that. <clears throat> okay, uh, when you build your state team, it's very important that, uh, that you start off by making a list of all the instructors, IITs within your state, and then take a take a little while. Uh, you, you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to uh, to know these folks uh, 
uh, intimately because uh, I'm sure that that would be a hard thing to do uh, for a lot of states as it is, and we're getting new folks all the time. But take a moment to to get to know them. Send them a PM or an email. Stay in combo with them uh, at every Appleseed. Try to get your instructors or you yourself, if you're at an Appleseed, try and recruit two more IITs. Try and get all your instructors and IITs to work shoots within your state first, okay? Because that is, that's the most important thing they can do is get your state up and running. Uh, we don't want to be constantly trying to, uh, uh, to, to play uh, checkers and uh, getting instructors uh, jumping back and forth from state to state that uh, creates uh, sometimes creates a bit of confusion, and, it, and it's not very. Uh, uh, it just doesn't work well. It's much better and much more efficient to have your state covered by your state guys. Your state guys are going to know uh, the locations in their state best. Their travel and accommodations are going to be easier to fulfill. Uh, what we're hoping to do, uh, what we're what we're heading for, hopefully, <clears throat> is to have instructors doing the shoots in their state and uh, and having instructors who live close enough to the event that uh, they don't have to fly anywhere. They don't have to drive a long distance. They don't have to, uh, to get a hotel because they're going to live within 15 minutes or so of the range. So they can... Uh, have a nice breakfast in the morning, uh, kiss the wife, say you'll see them uh, in a few hours and head off to the range and be there in 15 minutes. Set up IBCs uh, within your state. Get IBCs set up so that we can uh, get better training for the IITs. Not everybody's going to be able to get to uh, a rifleman boot camp or get to... uh, well, a rifleman boot camp is, is going to be the only other alternative besides an IBC or doing it on the trail. Doing it on the trail is fine, but we'd like to make sure that, uh, if at all possible, that we can get you to an instructor's boot camp weekend so that we can give you everything you need to know uh, to get you started on an IBC weekend. We can give you a jump start. Uh, that's going to go a long way toward getting the IITs up to speed. And schedule a, uh, an IBC as soon as you can get four or more folks that are interested in becoming an instructor. Now, this can be uh, new folks who haven't been to uh, – I mean, they, they need to have been to a, an Appleseed event. But uh, if they haven't been to uh, an RBC, uh, they've only been to uh, an Appleseed event, as soon as you can get uh, four or more folks uh, interested in an IBC, go ahead and uh, get it scheduled and we'll get uh, someone to uh, instruct it. <clears throat> For the volunteer team, have a, uh, have a list of things uh, that you need done. And by that I mean when you look at the, uh, the guide for the state coordinators, it's going to give you a, a whole long list of things. And as I said very, at the very beginning, as a state coordinator, you are not a doer of all things. You're an overseer of all the doers. So you have a list of things that you need to get done. 
So make sure that you have that list with you. When you go to an Appleseed event, uh, have that list right there with you. Because I'll tell you that there are a lot of folks uh, who, while they don't want to be instructors or while they're waiting to become instructor, they're ready to go. They're ready and they're revved up to do something right there at the event. Now, you can wait or you can call them later on in that week or a week later or two weeks later, and I'll tell you that their their zeal is going to have cooled a bit. So what you want to try and get them to do is make a commitment right then and there to uh, to helping with one of the tasks and, and to give them some abstract or some nebulous uh, idea of how they can help is not going to help you. It's not going to help them. So make sure that you have a task sheet uh, that you can hand directly to them. Now, at the uh, on the state coordinators uh, board, there's a thread for this. And if you look at the state coordinators guide, that's the, like I said, that's the very first thread on the SC board. You can see that there is a task sheet explanation and a template embedded within the guide. Okay? Go there, download the task sheet explanation and template, and have those ready. Have those filled out. And when somebody says, hey, man, listen, I, I, I really, I think this is a great program, but there's no way I could be an instructor. I mean, but I, I would like to help. Bang. Put that in their hand. Get them started on it. Uh, because that does two things. One, it gets you some help. And two, I've seen plenty of cases where once the, once folks do start getting their feet wet, they start uh, becoming involved, then they decide that uh, they want to, to get more involved. It's no different than what we do at an apple seed. Whenever you, when we have an apple seed event and you're teaching folks the rifle marksmanship, and they set themselves a goal, and they go through the two days of rifle marksmanship instruction, and they they satisfy that goal, and at the end of the weekend, I'm telling you, it's it, the most common thing I hear is, what's next? What can I do next? Same thing with this. If you just give them some vague explanation of something they could do to help, uh, chances are that's not going to happen. Chances are uh, a lot of folks... Uh, just are motivated to go and dig and dig and dig through the forum to find out something they can do and then try and do it. <clears throat> uh, and they get discouraged and then they walk off. <clears throat> Don't do that. Don't uh, take advantage of every single person that steps up and raises their hand. Ask, uh, ask them how to shoot. Who wants to help out? And uh, when they raise their hand, have a sheet in your hand that you can hand to them, a sheet that has an explanation of the job. And then, they, like I said, the templates are right there on the SC board, the very first thread, the SC guide. The templates are right there. Have the template ready to hand to them. It has an explanation of the task, how they can do it, and uh, the stuff and uh, uh, all the requirements of the job, etc. So they'll explain to them. You can write out how they need to do it. If it's sending emails. Uh, it'll tell them exactly where to go to get the emails or what you would like them to do, what you would like the emails to say, with uh, uh, an example email, etc. And then completed task sheet templates 
to hand out to the helpers so they can see what it looks like, uh, what the task looks like, and what it looks like when it's done. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> the next thing we need you to do as the SC is we need you to try and get the bulk of next year's scheduling done by November, okay? By this next month, we need you SCs to have uh, combed through your state, gotten all the locations down that you can get, and schedule all the shoots that uh, you think can be scheduled by November. Now, I'm not saying that we can't add any in later, but we need you to do the bulk of next year's scheduling by November so we can get it on the books and start understanding what next year is going to look like to get us uh, to get us started on uh, planning for this next year. So SCs, try and get the bulk of the 2010 schedule done by November 2009, this November. You can add new shoots to the schedule as the years go by, but as the year goes by, but try and have everything done by November. Make sure that the shoots are scheduled at least 60 days before the shoot when you're adding new shoots. 60 days before the shoot. We're going to need a few days running time to make sure that uh, there are no glitches. And then uh, as the state coordinator, I'm sure that you need, you need to understand <clears throat> that the shoot becomes the responsibility of the shoot boss starting 30 days out from the shoot. So the the previous 30 days are needed to make sure that the shoot gets on the schedule, that it gets okayed, that uh, the shoot picks up a shoot boss who can become responsible for the shoot because the shoot deserves a shoot boss 30 days out from the shoot. Yeah, we've done them. Uh, we've had shoots pop up, and we've done them in four or five days. We don't want to do that. That's unprofessional. uh it uh, gives everybody gray hair. We want these shoot bosses to have 30 days to start taking care of that shoot, 30 days to make sure that they contact the the range and they become friends uh, with the uh, the range folks so that they can, uh, you know, they're on a, uh, have a good relationship with the range. Anything that we might be able to do to help uh, make it easier for the range, that we get promotions out. 30 days is a minimum for promotions. So the promotions will actually start sooner than that, but 30 days is a minimum to get promotions out for a shoot. Uh, okay. Your state schedule needs to be submitted to Savage Shooter. So make sure that once you've got your schedule done, and it needs to be done in the next two weeks, make sure that your state schedule then gets sent to Savage Shooter. Savage is going to... Uh, to make sure that she gets the state events and plugs them into national and making sure that uh, uh, there are no train wrecks in any of the scheduling. After your dates are submitted, double-check all the event information pages after they're posted on the uh, uh, the AppSeeda event info forum to make sure it's all correct. So by that, I mean you're going to have uh, – They'll all be scheduled. When you go to rwva.org and go to Appleseed up in the left-hand corner, you click on Schedule, 
or yeah, you click on Appleseed, it'll have a drop-down menu. You click on Schedule. Now, start going through there. Start going through your shoots from uh, uh, January to December of 2010. Each time you get to one of your shoots, you click on Information. You look at the information page. Make sure that it's right. Okay, there have been uh, some gaffes uh, over the course of the last 10,000 or so apple seeds. Make sure that, uh, that the information page is right so that, uh, uh, so that there's as little as confusion as possible. <clears throat> you should do that as soon as Savage gets them out. As soon as they're up on the scheduling board, start checking them. Make sure that the, uh, the EIP, the event information pages, are correct for each of your shoots. This is you as a, as a uh, state coordinator. Shoot bosses, you should be backing this up by checking uh, each of the shoots that you are on the schedule for. Take a look at the shoot, and uh, you won't be able to tell everything uh, on there, if it's correct or not, uh, perhaps, but you'll be able to, uh, to see any egregious errors. So make sure that you check each of the event information pages for your shoots. Right? Develop a relationship. As a state coordinator, develop a relationship with all the ranges or clubs that hold events in your state. Now, if you've got a lot of events, a lot of locations, this doesn't have to be done all in one day, and it doesn't mean you have to drive out there or you have to take these guys to dinner, anything like that. What it means is that you give them a call, you introduce yourself, uh, that uh, in your, on your email program that you uh, open up a folder that says, uh, uh, you know, range, uh, ranges, range locations, personnel, etc. <clears throat> so you can start emailing the guys and saying, you know, asking them uh, if everything's okay, if the shoot's still, uh, you know, in good shape. Is there anything that we can do to help them? Uh, is there any way, anything they can do to help promote it, etc.? If they have any questions or concerns about the program, they should be contacting you. Uh, not uh, They shouldn't be trying to talk to Savage or any of the folks on, on, at the rest of the top. As the state coordinator, you should be handling the stuff within, within your state. Now, of course, if you can't ask answer a question or something, then uh, then don't hesitate to, to ask any folks at National. But try and take care of it uh, within your state first. Now, with the new shoot locations, <clears throat> you're the point man in the state to set up the shoot locations, and you should always be on the lookout for new shoot locations. And when a potential shoot location is found, it's your job to follow the lead. Now, that doesn't mean that you yourself have to go out to the, to the range. If you can, that's great. If you can go to all the ranges, all the locations, and take a look at them, that's excellent. I'm sure the folks in, like, uh, say, Rhode Island, I'm sure that probably wouldn't be a hard job there. Uh, maybe it gets harder in California or Nebraska or here in Texas. Uh, I think I've been to every location, but uh, it can get it can get hard. <clears throat> what it means is make sure that somebody that somebody is following the lead and checking it out, and they're reporting back directly to you. All right, when you have a new shoot set up, what you want to do is you send the range, the club, landowner, uh, et cetera, the host package to look at. They'll take a look at that. 
You give them a call after they've looked at that and uh, find out what they think about the information you sent to them. If everything's good to go, you have them fill out the host application and send it to you. You take the information from the host application and fill out the uh, EIP page, the event information uh, package. Then you send the EIP to Savage Shooter along with a list of dates the range has okayed for the event. Contact the host. Ask them to look over the EIP that you just submitted once it gets on the schedule to make sure everything is correct. Now, they're going to know uh, a lot better than you uh, directions to it, any of the rules or regs that got listed. Make sure that they sign off on that uh, being the correct data. Uh, Then make a promotional flyer and send a PDF to the host so that he can distribute the flyer in his area. Now, when I say make a promotional flyer, anytime I'm saying any of this stuff, I'm not saying you, the SC, make a promotional flyer. Because if you're a good SC, what you've already done is you've already combed through all the assets in your state, all of your guys, and you've found somebody that uh, is willing to do the the flyers. And then you get them to make up the flyers for each of the events. Now, you need to check them and make sure uh, that the flyers are good after they do them. But uh, you will find somebody within your state, uh, within your the assets of your state, to do the flyers for you and then uh, get a PDF of the flyer and send it to the range so that they uh, can start uh, sending them out as part of their promotional. <clears throat> okay. Guys, the state coordinators, uh, there's a lot of state coordinators doing a great job. And I know that uh, there's a lot of state coordinators who the only reason they're not doing a great job is because a lot of them aren't sure what they're their duties are or how to get them done, or they look at the list and they think that the information is saying for you, here, you, state coordinator, uh, that's already working a uh, a seven-to-seven job and uh, has a family and a kid and a life, and you're also doing apple seeds. A lot of the SCs are also instructors, shoot bosses, etc. You're thinking that the instructions say, okay, you, on top of everything else you're doing, do this too. And that's not what we're doing. What we're saying is, hey, listen, be a smart guy. Spread it around. Chop this up into 200 uh, pieces and uh, and give everybody a pocket full. The work, it, uh, it certainly appears to be a huge amount of stuff. And it, and, and it is a lot of stuff to get done. But once again, I'll refer you back to the state coordinator's motto. State coordinators are not doers of all, but overseers of all. It's not your job to do every, each and every one of these things. And uh, and if you try to do that, it's going to backfire on you. Uh, I'm speaking from the voice of experience here. If you start thinking that uh, that the only way something is going to get done right is by you doing it yourself, then the jobs will continue to pile up. They'll get more and more and more and more. 
until they get to the point where you're shoving some of the jobs under the bed or you're pushing them into the closet uh, or you're, you're throwing a bag of them up in the attic so that they disappear. And uh, the ones that you are doing will start to be getting done shabbier and shabbier because you have so many things to do uh, that there's no possible way you could do them all and, and live any type of human existence. <clears throat> okay, that's not your job. Your job is to begin to delegate. Each of the states, if you don't have a lot of folks in your state uh, that you can delegate, delegate the job to, then you probably are not having a lot of apple seeds there. So one of the things, first thing you want to do is try and uh, see about getting some more apple seeds. If you don't have a lot of folks to help, talk to one of the other states and see if one of the other states uh, can help you set up some apple seeds, staff them, and get them going. Then after those apple seeds, recruit, recruit, recruit new IITs. And like I said, have, have a stack of the task sheets ready to hand out. Make the jobs that you're asking them to do seem important. Uh, don't try and uh, and make the jobs that you're asking people to do say, oh, well, if anybody wants to do this, uh, you know, I guess it's okay or it will be fine if it gets done. Make the jobs important. If you need some emails uh, sent out for promotion, make it seem like uh, one of the most important jobs that they can do as an American. And... Uh, and ask them kindly and respectfully to please give you a hand in helping getting this information out to other Americans so that we can pull together as one nation and uh, get this job done. Make it an important task that they're doing and get them to help you. And then when they do ask, when they do agree to help, get their name, their phone number, their emails, and call them the next day. Thank them. Man, thanks a lot for volunteer to help me. I can't tell you uh, how much I appreciate it, how much help you're going to be. Uh, I really appreciate that. Uh, then two days later, you're going to have to have a calendar for this unless you're uh, an absolute savant because uh, I can tell you I get uh, – I've tried it without a calendar, and it doesn't work. Uh, and even still with the calendar, uh, a lot of times I'm still – I'm still getting things mixed up or turned in to the wrong people, etc. But make sure that you have a calendar and there's places to write on it, etc., so that you can uh, write down so and so is going to help with emails promoting the XYZ shoot. Uh, call him again on Tuesday. And then when you call on Tuesday, <clears throat> write down the notes from that. He said he could do such and such and he would have it done by Thursday. Okay, what does that tell you? Write down. Uh, on your in your book, call on Thursday to check and see if it's done. Uh, and I'm not telling most of you guys. I'm not telling you anything new. You know, most of you guys are, are business owners or uh, ex-military, etc. So you know how you know how this works. You just need to apply it uh, to the to the folks in your state. You just need to get the game plan for it and use it. If you don't uh, use the game plan, you're going to be lost. So go to the state, coordinate, uh, state coordinators board, go to the very first thread, and uh, a big thanks to Silence and to Fred, because Fred has added a lot to this too. Uh, I know he put a post on there the, uh, this, the other day uh, saying that, uh, <clears throat> let me see if I can pull it up here. 
he put a post on here saying that if you don't want the job, just don't do it, and uh, and we'll get rid of you. And of course, that's uh, it's certainly uh, he's certainly not doing that and saying that to be mean. He's just saying uh, if you don't want to do it, I'd say the best thing to do. And there's no harm or shame in this. If you don't want to be the uh, state coordinator for your state, contact us. Contact uh, <clears throat> uh, Nickel uh, uh, or, uh, let's see, contact Nickel or Silence and let them know. that You know what? This isn't working for me. Uh, I'd like to get somebody else. And uh, we will we'll figure out a way to get you replaced. <clears throat> so... Let's see, Mean Streaker. Contact uh, Mean Streaker uh, and Nickel and let them know. <clears throat> if you don't want to do the state coordinator's job, no problem. We'd much rather have you contact us and say, listen, uh, I tried it, this isn't for me. Uh, I just want to do shoots or I just want to do emails, etc." So if you So get me replaced as soon as you can. Okay. <clears throat> uh all right, chat just opened up for me. Looks like you guys have been on it for a while. Uh, okay, but I haven't. It wouldn't open up. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I'm just uh, scanning through it real quick here. Once again, I want to thank uh, all the folks who went to uh, Fort Stewart. I'm going to grab the the list of them right now so that I can give the uh, I can give the folks uh their due. But all the folks that went to Fort Stewart and uh, and gave all of their time and it was long days. And if you look at the AR, you also see uh from a lot of photographs uh, the weather was uh was raining and uh and hot. Uh, I've seen. Uh, you can see some of the folks with uh, with sunburns and uh, and everything else. Let me get to to the list here. There are so many photographs on the list that uh, uh, there we go. And when you open it up. You can't take a look at anything at first because it's uh, so busy loading the photographs. All right. The instructor list for Fort Stewart. There's Son of Martha, Flathead, Collie Cat, Old Glory, Ah Shoot, uh, former USMC, Bama, Sam D., Dwayne H., Tex Pirate, Stymie, P. Henry, Sergeant Cap, VA Shooter, and Hawkhaven. These were the guys that uh, that just went over to Georgia and uh, did all the, the work there at Fort Stewart. Uh, I would like to offer the guys a, a heartfelt thanks for the, uh, for the work that they did there. Uh, all right. The uh, 
call-in number is 347-308-8790. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, for for the guys that went to uh, Fort Stewart, ask for some of them to, to call in a little bit later because we want to get uh, – uh we'd like to get another uh an ending uh discussion on it because uh, we devoted a, a good deal of the program last week to talking to them and and talking to the soldiers who uh, who had been to the event and uh, they seemed like they really enjoyed it uh we'd like to discuss right now one of the folks uh last week uh I can't remember who it was now. Had said they wanted to, they were wondering what, uh, they were wondering what was in store or what my vision was or what my ideas were for the Apple Tea program in five years. And, uh, and there wasn't enough time to talk about it at the, uh, during the last show because as i said we wanted to get to, we wanted to talk about the fact that the uh, that all the instructors were over in georgia uh, that they were at the uh, the boot camp there training the american soldiers in rifle marksmanship and uh, and they did an absolutely fantastic job there and then uh, <clears throat> and we're looking for that to be uh, the first of many uh, occasions where the apathy program uh, works with the United States military to help train soldiers in rifle marksmanship uh, because uh, that's one of the things that we do. You know that uh, on our weekend events and at the uh, rifleman boot camps, there are, is no fee for uh, active duty military guard and reserve. Uh, we'll take them in, we'll give them, and uh, and most of and I've had several occasions where the uh, where the soldiers brought their wife and kids, so the whole family can come and shoot uh, at no charge. And uh, we do this out of our respect and our gratitude to the American fighting men and women for uh, the sacrifices uh, they're making for the for the nation. We do this too, uh, and uh, it works out great in two ways: one, for the, for the units that are getting ready to deploy. For those soldiers uh, who wish to uh, ensure that they can make the shot when it counts, the Appleseed Rifle Marksmanship Weekend is uh, a great benefit to them. And then uh, on the other side of that, I've had just as many men who've come back from overseas, and they want something to do uh, that they feel comfortable doing and bringing their family to. And... Uh, and something inexpensive, and we provide that. We uh, we can make the event uh, uh, a great chance for them to spend some time with their kids or with their wife doing something uh, that they are familiar and comfortable with, and and letting their their wives and children see uh, you know see part of what uh, you know what it takes to become a rifleman, and then to hear about what it takes uh, 
to be an American and why that isn't so important. All right, but back to the question of where the Appleseed program will be in five years. Now, I've thought a lot about this, and remember, the stuff that I'm that I will say is just my own uh, my own particular ideas of where I would like to see us. Uh, this isn't anything that's uh, that's coming down from staff or anything. Although, uh, uh, let's see if any of the staff uh, are here, because I just posted in there that uh, if any of them are, then uh, I'd like for them to come over and and put their two cents in also with it. <clears throat> My vision is that the program has grown to the point where, as I was discussing earlier, that the Appleseed program uh, is really, at the heart of it, is really supposed to be a locally owned program. And what I mean by that is uh, as I said earlier, you when you have an event, that event should be uh, shoot-bossed by an instructor who lives uh, 15 minutes, within fi- 5 to 15 minutes from the range, as do his instructors and the IITs and the folks attending. They're all drawn from 15 to 30 minutes away. That way, the Appleseed program isn't about folks... Uh, folks banding together to form some type of uh, military unit for uh, defense of the nation. <clears throat> the Alpsy program is for folks to band together and become better Americans, for folks to be able to help each other, uh, for them to get to know the folks in their state, in their city, in their county, in their neighborhood, and to help each other become better Americans, to help each other uh, become, a, what's, uh, become aware of their responsibilities as Americans, to help each other carry out their duties uh, in safeguarding those rights and liberties and freedoms that this nation uh, provides for them. So I would like to see the events being hosted and being run locally. Uh, no one having to, other than uh, doing a little bit of uh, cross-pollinating, uh, that uh, we don't have to ship instructors across the nation to do an event. That uh, that the events, especially uh, like in, we're getting ready to open up a, another location in Houston, <clears throat> here in Texas. Uh, there's seven million folks there. Uh, they should be able to run an apple seed theoretically run an apple seed with 300 people, 400 people every weekend from now uh, until the year 3000 uh, without ever uh, running out of folks to attend. And uh, they should be able to draw on uh, that city for their IITs, for all the members, etc. And develop Appleseed into uh, more than just a rifle marksmanship program, but into a program that helps people uh, move up to the next stage. <clears throat> you know, last week uh, while I was talking to Stacy about uh, about the Appleseed program and its mission, and uh, and Appleseed is a we are a 
we're a launch pad. You know, we get people revved up. We help them to understand that uh, that they can't just sit on the couch at home with the remote and get things done. They're going to have to take an active role in safeguarding their freedoms and liberties. And they come to an apple seed, and then at apple seed, at the apple seeds, <clears throat> there are more and more folks who are coming to the apple seeds uh, so that, say, after the apple seeds, you can start having, a, I don't know, like a, uh, like a job fair. So after the apple seeds on Saturday or after the apple seeds on Sunday, uh, you can go to the, uh, the tables that are set up. And uh, and say you want to go to uh, uh, a different, uh, another, I don't know, a combat rifle course or a self-defense pistol course, or you want to uh, become active in uh, in your local tea parties uh, or your local government in some way, then there's going to be somebody there who is going to help you uh, become active. The other thing is that... <clears throat> Like just like I was speaking about at the uh, at the about the state coordinators' responsibility, uh, I would like to see at some point uh, in the near future. I would like to see the states chartered, so that each state has its own chartered uh, apple seed. The national would still be responsible for what uh, an apple seed is and for uh, any of the uh, the what is what is contained within an apple seed and uh, for helping to run the overall uh, uh, the day-to-day work on the promotions and the coordinating, <clears throat> but have each state running. Apple seed as its own individual beast. That's what I would like to see uh, in five years. <clears throat> now, if you have uh, if you have some things that you would like to see uh, in the next five years, then uh, then I encourage you to call in. One three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. I'm going to uh, look like Sam is called in. I'm going to bring Sam on the air. Sam, welcome to the show. Are you there? I'm here. Okay. Were you building something again? Yep, I'm building again. Always building. <laughs> well, welcome, Sam. Thank uh, you. Now, first off, I'd like you to uh, I'd like you to talk about what what I was just talking about, which is uh, what you see as far as uh, what you would like to see uh, in the next five years. What you'd you'd like to see Appleseed doing, or what you'd like to see uh, your vision of Appleseed for in uh, five years? Oh, that's easy. That's easy. I, I want to be able to drive down to to the Otero County Rifle Range every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, and there'll already be an apple seed going. 
<laughs> I want to go to Albuquerque City Range and see one going. I, I just see uh, all of these people out there growing and, and going and, and just working. They make their team. They get together, support each other, arrange shoots uh, where we don't have to schedule a shoot because we know there's going to be one there, period. You'll be able to drive to the range. They'll be doing apple seed. Well, I see that, I see that as a natural occurrence in the program because I think that uh, the Appleseed name will be out by then, and what we do will be uh, will be fairly common knowledge among uh, most of the folks in the shooting world. And when they see what we do and what we can bring, uh, I think it will be a natural occurrence uh, for almost any or every range uh, to ask us to be holding events there because the Appleseed program, we're not competing – with anybody, we're not. Uh, we uh, we occupy a, you know a very small niche in the shooting world, and the things that we supply, uh, or the things that we do, is we're bringing shooters in uh, to the shooting sports. There's a uh, there are millions and millions of folks who want to become part of the shooting sports, and whether that's uh, because they've never shot before and they just want to learn which end of uh, the rifle the bullet comes out of or whether they would like to be a high-power shooter, but they don't know how to get involved to become a high-power shooter. Where do you start? Uh, how would you learn? And also because of, the fact that, uh, because of the fact that we are a grassroots, nonprofit organization, and we charge so very little for what we're doing, uh, we've made it economically possible uh, for a lot of people to be able to get into the program, to bring their wives and kids into the program. <clears throat> Now, this benefits the ranges because if it's, if it's pushed down to the local level as it's supposed to be, that means that those ranges that need folks to come and shoot at them in order for them to survive will be constantly supplying them with new customers because right now there's a majority of the ranges. You go to any range, and what you'll see is you'll see some folks there with some, with some rifles or pistols, and they'll have a couple of targets and uh, – some of the people might know what they're doing, but from what I see when I go to ranges, and I go to them quite often, is that a lot of folks are they are kind of lost about what they're supposed to be doing, about how they're supposed to be doing. Uh, they're lost as to whether or not they did whatever they did right. Now, and we can help them. We can, get, we can put them on the fast track uh, to clearing all that up. We can help them understand what it takes to... Uh, to fire the shot. Uh, we can help them understand what they're supposed to be doing at the range, how to gauge, uh, give them a way to gauge their improvement, uh, a way to hone their skills. So when they go to the range, uh, they'll probably be shooting more. They'll be going to the range more often because a lot of times, like I said, when you see folks at the range, a lot of times they go there, they got one box of shells, and they shoot uh, – they shoot that one box of shells, and then, uh, I don't know, they guess that's it. I don't know what else I'm really supposed to do. And they pack up and they go. <clears throat> so I think that uh, I think that in just a few years, it's going to be very common knowledge about how that we can, we can work to become partners uh, with the ranges, helping to draw in new shooters to uh, the shooting sports. 
And at the same time that we draw in new shooters, we also draw in folks that are going to to help defend the rights of uh, firearms owners and defend the rights of those ranges uh, to be there. The more people that are shooting at the range, the more people that uh, uh, that understand uh, about shooting. The, the folks who the folks who have grown up in this country without ever having touched a firearm, you know nothing about it, have nothing invested in it. They could uh, they could really care less one way or the other if you have a right to have a rifle. Why would they care? They don't have one. They've never used one. Why, why would they Why would they care about it? And uh, they don't. And that is a dangerous thing uh, because uh, when those folks are voting. They're going to be voting that they don't care, that uh, you know, it makes no difference to them one way or the other. <clears throat> so we're helping to educate the public. And, uh, and then we're doing the main thing that we do, which is honoring those men and women who stood together on April 19, 1775, and helped to form this nation, that helped to begin uh, the birth of the nation uh, So I think that as we grow, as our name gets out there, and as folks see what we're doing, I think it's going to become a more and more common occurrence to see Appleseed as a regular working part of the the ranges around the nation. One of the things that uh, we we can only put forward by – by doing is that when you go to a new range, people there tend to think that it's going to draw away from their program in some way. They automatically look at Appleseed thinking it's some kind of a competition or something. And we know better because we do Appleseed. When they find that we bring people to shooting, that we don't siphon away from their events, that we increase their business and their attendance, they uh, they become a lot more accepting of how we operate. Yeah, we actually we actually work with the group that uh, most people don't want to work with, which is the brand new shooters, uh, the folks who uh, the folks who have a rifle but they don't really know much about it. Uh, uh, they they may or may not know how to load. Uh, the rifle, uh, they don't know how to shoot it. Uh, we work with those folks. A huge amount of our the folks who come to an Appleseed are like that. Uh, we can take them from that point all the way up to the point where they can become competitive. You know, they can go to an Appleseed. I'm not going to tell you that you can go to an Appleseed and go through one weekend and you're ready to start shooting high power. What I will say <clears throat> is that you can come to an Appleseed and in one weekend – uh, you could go to a high-power event and not look like an absolute moron, uh, and there's a good chance, you know, that you uh, that you could start shooting high-power uh, after just a couple of weekends. Uh, the course is a very intense two-day course. We're putting out a lot of information to you. We're shooting at 25 meters on Saturday 
And then on Sunday, we're taking you to the actual distance. So you're going to be shooting out to 400 meters on Sunday. And, uh, and that's going to prepare you uh, for a lot of other courses. But we don't do uh, handguns. We don't do shotguns. We don't do any kind of uh, tactical training. Uh, we have a very small niche, but it's a very important one, which is an introduction to the fundamentals of shooting, an introduction to American her heritage and history. So a lot of the folks, a lot of the ranges, uh, you know, right now they are worried because they think, well, these guys are going to come in, they are going to, they're going to take some of our gods, they're going to start offering courses uh, that are in competition with the courses that we offer, and uh, that's not the case. Oh, not at all. And uh, to be quite truthful, most ranges don't offer any courses to speak of. Once in a blue moon, they'll they'll get someone to to come in, they'll hire the pro from Dover to come in for a, a specialty clinic, but they they really don't don't do much in the way of teaching people how to operate their equipment or get the best out of it. And right. uh right. they're, de they're depending on folks to become members. But uh unless you have a reason to become a member, then you're not going to. I mean uh unless you have a reason uh Unless you have some knowledge of what you're doing uh, and some confidence in what you're doing, you're not going to become a member of a range. And then we give them uh, the knowledge that they need, the skills, uh, the techniques they need, and uh, and give them the confidence. And then they begin. Uh, then they they set a goal, they accomplish a goal, and uh, they're ready to become members of the uh, in whatever shooting discipline that they're in. You know, we, we take people and we introduce them to the shooting sports in general, specifically to the rifle. But after uh, after they get exposed, they start spending time out at those ranges. Uh, they meet with the locals. They socialize with them a bit. And next thing you know, they're, they're out there uh, shooting small bore. Uh, they're out playing uh, with the high-power guys. They're becoming involved. And they're spreading that apple seed message to them too, because they invariably draw a couple of them back toward apple seed. High power shooters come by, and, and uh, next thing you know, they're shooting and they're getting back to the basics and, and saying, "Wow, you know, I needed a little tune-up. This was good for me." And we're giving those high power shooters a little of the history, a little of that good American heritage. And next thing you know, they're out working with apple seed. It's beneficial to everybody all the way around. You can't lose. Well, listen, you guys that uh, you guys that have some ideas about uh, about what you would like to see coming up in the uh, what you'd like to see where you would like to see the Apple program is in uh, in five years. Call in. Colin, let's uh, get your get your comments on the air. Uh, the caller number is three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero three four seven three zero eight eight seven nine zero. If you'd like to call in and uh, and put in your two cents about where you see the Apple program in five years, where you see your state in five years. Uh, as part of the Alpha C program, uh, 
then call in. We'll get you on the air and let you uh, let you get those ideas out. <clears throat> I see. Uh, let's see. It's an SKS. I see you're talking about uh, about where you're about your uh, where you see Florida in the next five years. So call in and uh, and let the uh, let the rest of the folks hear what you have to say about it. <clears throat> As I While we're waiting for them to call in, I'd like to. Bring up something that you mentioned in passing a minute ago. Cross pollination. You know, uh, I had a great time last week. What we did down there was fantastic stuff, and uh, and I enjoyed the heck out of it. But more than anything else, I enjoyed being able to uh, teach with and study from instructors from other parts of the country that I had never met before. The, the only person in that team down there that I'd ever met before was was P. Henry, who was instructing at my first apple seed. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was great to meet with him and, and get another dose of, uh, of P. Henry's style. But I got to, to meet people from uh, Wisconsin, Coley Cat, Oshoot, and Old Glory. And I got to see how they do business up there. And they bring another feel to it. And then you get uh, Santa Martha or VA Shooter out there, and they have a whole other idea about uh, how we can make things go. And, and you learn a lot uh, oh, just yeah. associating with people like that. Yeah, you Fantastic do. folks. Dwayne well, and Hawkhaven. Like one of the things I would like to see in... Uh, in five years, is that uh, that we have a that we have a huge master instructor uh, contingent, and that the master instructors travel from uh, state to state, and their job is to train the instructors. They uh, they assist in some of the teaching. Uh, during the Appleseed events, they assist. They assist in some of the teaching, and then they monitor the shoots and make sure that the shoots are going well. Now, as the program gets larger, instead of having one or two RBCs uh, during the course of a year, five or six, we'll start having uh, 20, 30, 40 RBCs during the year. And they'll be taught by master instructors, so you'll get the benefit of working. Uh, you won't have to plan to travel across, all the way across the nation, to go to an RBC. You'll get to go to an RBC in your state where an instructor comes in who's been uh, instructing for two, three, four, five, six years uh, and has a huge amount of knowledge and is, uh, has a great deal of wisdom they can impart to you, and you'll get to uh, learn from them. Uh, that makes a, a huge difference in how you do things. Uh, you know, a lot of the program, a lot of the folks now, uh, they're learning as they go, and that's something that we've always done. And uh, what I would like to see is the master instructor program uh, used as it's really as it's meant to be, which is to be the master instructors who are going to the states and instructing at each of the states, and then monitoring 
those events in the states and making sure that they're uh, being instructed uh, the way they were meant to be done. All right, I'm going to bring another uh, caller on the air. Uh, area code uh, 936, you're on the air. Hello. Yes, who's this? This is Steve from College Station. Well, hey, Steve, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. You got your foot up? <laughs> you know, actually, I do. Uh, well, good. Actually, <laughs> I do have it. Good. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to call. I don't know if you're going to make it or not, but the weather is predicted bright and sunny and 70 degrees for the weekend. Yeah, uh, I was looking at that, and uh, and I was giving it uh, I was giving it the proper respect when I saw it. Good. Which is uh, which is I said I believe it when I see it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, it was supposed to be in the mid-70s on Saturday and bright and sunny, and it was uh, gray and overcast and hit a high of 60, so can't always be right. Right. Well, yeah, that's what they're saying. Uh, yeah, I looked right, at it I earlier. This time we right. got another day of rain tomorrow for uh, here in Central Texas, and right. then uh, after that we were supposed to have a string of uh, really uh, beautiful days, which which will be great because we've, we're in the middle of uh, – or where we will be at the end of almost three weeks of uh, drizzle and right. rain, and yeah. uh, which uh, I was talking to my pastor uh, a couple of days ago, and he was, we were talking about the rain, and uh, he asked if there were if I'd had enough, and I said, well, I've been praying for rain for over a year, and uh, and now that it's coming, I hate to say stop because you know. Okay. I can not see, start up again for another season. Yeah. yeah, I can see the Lord now saying, what, you you want it to rain, you don't want it to rain. You want it to rain, you don't want it to rain. I just said, I, I wish that the Lord would would hire me as his assistant, yeah. uh, like in scheduling. I could say, all right, uh, hey, let's do an inch of rain here on Sunday or yeah. uh, you know, on Monday, and then yeah. let's wait. Let's wait, and let's do another one, say, next Monday, one inch of rain. Yeah. And we'll just, you know, we'll we'll try that for a couple of months, see how that works. Yeah. Uh, instead of uh, no rain for eight months, and then uh, and then six inches of rain uh, one day, and two inches of rain the next, et cetera. <laughs> but listen, I'm 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 not going to say anything. I'm I'm happy for the rain. Yep. Hey, I just wanted to jump in. Uh, I'll hang up here in a second. And let somebody else talk. But I heard you talk about what you want to happen in the next five years. Mm-hmm. And I've decided what I really want to see happen in the next five years. You know what it is? Tell me. I wish the government would take over Appleseed. You know, I was thinking about that uh, just and yesterday. Listen to what I got to say. I wish the government would take it over, and then it would be a requirement that you had to qualify on the AQT to get a driver's license. Yeah, or else you'd get like a $40 a month fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, if you if you decided you didn't want to be to subscribe to uh, Appleseed as your uh, – uh, uh, I guess I don't know what you call it, not an HMO, but like an HAP, your right, home Appleseed right. program. If right. you didn't subscribe to it, that would be fine, except you'd have to pay Appleseed uh, $40 a month. Uh, yeah, plus if you didn't qualify, you couldn't get a driver's license. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see the government going for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll let, I'll let you go. Let somebody else get in here. I just wanted to interject that, and it's good to talk to you, and I'll catch you later on. Okay, God bless you, brother. I'll be seeing you soon. Bye bye. Well, what do you think, Sam? That sounds like a good plan to me. 
it's good except for just one thing. What's that? They, they haven't got the post office down pat yet, and, and uh, I'm, I'm not real... Real sure I'd want them running Appleseed. <laughs> now, now, we'll have no discussion of the fact that the government may not have a good grasp on uh, on how to run things. Now, uh, I, we won't hear any of that because that's all just hearsay. We have some great uh, examples of them knowing how to run stuff. Like you said, we've got the post office. Uh, we've got Medicaid. We've got Social Security. So they have a, as far as I can tell, they have a 100% proven track record. Uh no, wait a minute. Uh, I guess that's a 100% proven track record of how not to run things. Oh, well, well, imagine being able to, uh, oh, I don't know, get enrolled in Social Security as easy as you can go with Savage Shooter and get a shoot going. <laughs> I'll go for that. I'll go for that. <laughs> let's, let's, let's bring on another guest and, uh, and have them let us know what they think uh, – where Appleseed should be in five years. Area code 812, you're on the air. Hey, guys, how's it going? It's Hawk Haven here. Hey, Hawk, how are you doing? Man, I'm I'm still coming down off a of high from last weekend. <laughs> you are. I miss you, brother. Good to hear your voice. That was a great week. I, I think that's, uh, like one of the instructors said, said last week, where do you go from there? Well, listen, before you get started on any of that, I'm going to have, uh, uh, if you can stay on for a few minutes, we're sure. going to, we're going to. Uh, I want to close out the show uh, with a discussion on uh, on how the events uh, went at Fort Stewart. But first, I'd like to get you to tell me what you see. Where you see Appleseed in five years? What you'd like to see? Oh shoot! Let's see. Uh, we had in. Oh, well, we're, we're, we had uh, 400 shoots this year. 800 next year. 1600. 3200. What? 6400 shoots in five years. A year? Yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, that's the kind of problem I'd like to have. Uh, I'll go for that. Uh, I, Although I don't want to be in charge of any of the scheduling or uh, or any of the uh, uh, the paperwork. Yeah, uh, same here. I'd be sending out the... Uh, I think the Appleseed trucks would be as ubiquitous as the uh, fabled Walmart trucks going down the highway. <laughs> well, uh, here's what I'd like to do, and here's what we should all be doing anyway, <clears throat> is the, uh, and I, I joke about this uh, with folks, uh, I think that uh, Mike, Mike Schwartz out in West Texas, he and I were talking uh, late one night, and uh, we came up with this, which is, we are all supposed to be working toward an end goal, and that end goal is actually, and, and it sounds like a joke, and it is kind of funny, but this is the serious, uh, this is actually a serious thing, <clears throat> and that is each and every one of us should be working as hard as we can to get back on the couch, right? That's right. <laughs> because the only way... You can get back on the couch as to have uh, trained somebody to take your place. So each and every one of us should be working as hard as we can to replace ourselves. Well, let me so tell you what's uh, going on here in Indiana in that aspect. All right. Really proud of our instructor corps. We've got three apple seeds this weekend. We have two apple seeds, two full apple seeds, one in Wabash, one in Evansville, and a mini in uh, Cloverdale. Um 
Uh, I think we have one instructor crossing the border from Ohio, and I think that's just because he likes coming over here. But it's being run entirely by Indiana instructors, and I'm on the couch this weekend taking care of looking down the road for next year. Perfect. And Perfect. That's, uh, that's kind of neat. And we've and got that, a great, great core here. They've all stepped up. They're doing doing what they need to be doing. And that's exactly what we should be doing. That's is now. I'm not saying that we shouldn't be uh, that folks shouldn't be cross pollinating, going out of state to see other people working. I'm just saying that <clears throat> if there's a shoot in your state, you uh, your state should be taking care of it. Uh, your state should be hungry for it, and uh, your your instructors should be taking care of the shoots in your state. Now that that's not it's not always possible right now because you know we've only been in, in business a couple of years and and building the machines are not as easy as as it sometimes appears but you're doing a great job of it uh, Bob's doing a great job of it out in California uh, the folks here in Texas are covering their events uh, it should be done you should be each state should be working as hard as they can to be running their state uh, autonomously, you know they should be uh, they should be running the state uh, with as little help from anyone else as possible. Yeah, I like the point where we're getting out and moving around, though. I I like cross pollinating and and helping those other other states come on up. That's that's a great thing to be able to do. Uh, yeah, like yeah, Sam said, that should be the goal. You should be. Getting out and meeting those people around the country, it's its invaluable. Right. You should be taking care of your state and then jumping across the borders and uh, helping to get the states uh, to your east, west, north, and south, getting them up running uh, to the, high, the same high speed that you are, and then locking arms with them, right. uh, you know, making sure that you're trading uh, uh, information, techniques, uh, et cetera. Uh, promotional ideas. Uh, we should all be working. There should never be a secret among the state coordinators. And by that, I mean there should never be a, a hey, guy, this is the, the secret thing that I use to get uh, uh, to get folks to come. Uh, the minute you have something that uh, you find out works, it should be immediately injected into the uh, IV of each of the other 49 <laughs> uh, state coordinators. Yeah, I'll second that. Uh, I'm going to bring yeah. another folks, another person on with us, area code 813, you're on the air. Scout, this is it. it's an SKS from Florida. Well, hey, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Still good trying to recover boy. a little bit of my voice from this past weekend. <laughs> well, God bless you guys. Uh, I mean, it seems like a fantastic event, and we're going to talk more about that in just a minute. But uh, I saw that you already had uh, been putting down some ideas you had for Florida. So tell me what you see for Florida in five years. What do you see going on with the ALPSI program and in Florida? Well, at the outside of five years, what I'm hoping to see is one apple seed at least every weekend. Every weekend an apple seed in every county of the state. And barring that, I'd at least like to have one IBC a month. Because we need to have more instructors, we need to have more shoot bosses, and we need to have more senior instructors here to keep training up our instructors. How many counties in Florida? 
I honestly don't know. Okay. I just uh I was gonna see how many uh, events that was going to be uh for a weekend. One one event per county. And and to me <clears throat> that uh you know, when you think about it, a county is an awfully big place. And uh, one event per county doesn't seem like that much, you know? Uh the uh, the other idea you have, which is the one IBC uh, per month, uh, that's another thing I've been thinking about for quite a while because the one of the things that uh, that we're lacking is the workshops. Uh, there should be workshops not just for the instructors uh, on the line. Uh, there should be uh, State coordinators workshops, and I know that uh, I know that it's hard to get folks uh, uh, up and running and saying, "Listen, we're all going to meet in North Carolina, or we're all going to meet in Kentucky," uh, like the state coordinators did just uh, just recently. Uh, there was a we had a meeting, and uh, myself and Hawk uh, over at uh, at Stacy's house with several of the other state coordinators. But we won't need to then, because what we'll have is within each state, <clears throat> we'll have state coordinators who are very successful, and they'll be able to train the up-and-coming, uh, the state coordinating staff, because it, it, there'll be no way it can fall on the shoulders of one person anymore. It'll have to be a, uh, a multi-person staff that's running the state coordinator's uh, position. So Here's a five-year vision for you, Scout. Here's a five-year vision for you. How about a county coordinator? <laughs> How about a county coordinator? I'll go for that. But you knew you scared me for a second because I thought that you were going to tell me your name was Bobby and you'd met me 30 years ago at a diner. I agree completely. How about that? How about a county coordinator? Uh, I think that in five years, uh, as I said, I think we, it should be shoved down to the state. The state should be chartered, and then the state should be uh, chopped up. I, I don't know if if by then we'll be able to do counties. That would be great. Uh, but if we can't, there certainly is not any reason that it shouldn't be by then cut up into regions. If you look at uh, different uh, other organizations, like in Texas, you have the Texas State Rifle Association, and uh, – They've chopped the state of Texas up into five regions, and uh, each of those regions should be running semi-autonomously, and then they're simply coordinated by the uh, state coordinator. But each state, uh, even uh, even Rhode Island, can still be chopped up, as you said, uh, and, and pushing it down. I would say in 10 years, each of the counties can have a coordinator. All right, Scout. Florida has 67 counties. If we had one apple seed per weekend in Florida, in each county. So you're talking about 268 apple seeds a month. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah or 3,484 per year. Right. There you go. That sounds about right to me. And you said you guys are going to be that you'll have this up and running by next year. 
We're working on it right now, Chief. <laughs> I don't know how many we're going to have next year, but we're definitely going to have more than double than we had this year. How many we had one range step up to do one event every other month. You know, and that doesn't sound like much, but considering they only had three on the schedule last year, that's a big improvement. Are you on your second generation of instructors there yet? Uh, actually, we're in our third generation of instructors already. Great. Now, there was recently an IBC there also. That there was. We've had a, uh, a whole group of uh, three instructors. They're all from the same business. Uh, the boss basically told his employees, you folks are getting involved in Appleseed. <laughs> you know, so that worked out really well. We've, uh, <laughs> those three folks have been a, a tremendous asset to this program. And well, I look I forward like to, to seeing a red hat on each of them. I would like to see in five years uh, uh, a minimum of one RBC uh, per state. Uh, so each state would have at least an annual RBC. Other states uh, who are already in multiple RBCs, uh, California, Texas, etc., would keep expanding, and they could accept uh, folks from their neighboring states who could come so that we have a constant uh, uh, RBC running. You know, in, that somewhere in the nation there's always an RBC running so that folks can get a good, hard, out-of-the-chute uh, uh, instruction on how to run it. I'm going to bring somebody else on with us real quick. Okay, area code 724, you're on the air. Scout. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Cow dog here. Well, hey, cow dog, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? I'm just dandy. How about yourself? Doing pretty well, thank you. Thank you. So I think what's your idea? What's your idea for the upcoming for the for Appleseed in five years? I think we're we're really thinking too small. What I'd like to see in five years is to be in an Appleseed and start telling the story of April nineteenth and have some little five year old kid jump in and say his dad's already told him the story. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and then, then we just put ourselves out of business and then the only reason we have to get together is is like uh, like for reunions. Well, I'll go for that. Uh, we'll have to speed it up because uh, with almost 300 million Americans, that's going to be uh, that's going to be something that we're really going to have to get going on. And I'm all for that. Uh, and I've already had uh, an experience with uh, with what you were what you just mentioned. Uh, mm -hmm. Now the kid didn't jump up and say, uh, you know, stop the presses. I, I know this. What happened was uh, I asked one of the kids, I said, can you tell me what you know about April 19, 1775? Mm -hmm. Because I was actually going to use him as an uh, example of the fact that kids don't know anything. And uh, <laughs> to my surprise, his dad uh, had been on the forum. He hadn't been to an apple seat, but he'd been on the forum. He had uh, read and downloaded all the information, got the book, the, D the David Hackett Fisher book, read it to his kid, and the kid knew what was going on. Now, he, was, uh, he wasn't he was five. He was uh, eight. Mm -hmm. But he could tell me, not perfectly, but he could tell me uh, what was going on. And uh, I, I, I tell you, I, I just, it, it almost well, brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, that's I want that for every kid in America, and that we don't need apple seeds because 
they, they start sprouting up like mushrooms on their own, like many apple seeds everywhere, doing what we do now. And, and that's when we can retire and have reunions and go back to our couches because America well, will be woke up. That's it. And that's it. That's it. That should be the goal of each apple seed instructor is, uh, is to get back to the couch, have that as your ultimate goal so that, uh, you know, that's a, that's a pretty uh, intense motivator, you know, getting back on that couch and, and getting the remote. And, uh, you know, if you, and the only way that you can get there is by getting a replacement. And I think that people are going to work pretty hard to uh, see that they've replaced themselves. Yeah, at least uh, at least uh, you and I could be like George Washington and be able to, to at least go back to our farm. You know, I got I got gates falling over and I got all kind of stuff tied up with bale and wire because I've been away at apple seeds uh, either here or other places for the last few weeks. And it'd yeah, be listen, nice to on, on second thought, I don't want to go back to the farm. Uh, <laughs> rather, I think I'd rather stay on the apple seed trail. <laughs> Because you're, you're absolutely right, uh, you know, between the drought and then the rain and and uh, then the injuries and stuff that I got and the apple seeds, uh, woo, the place is kind of taking a beating. And uh, I think it might be uh, more beneficial to me just to stay on the trail. <laughs> <laughs> For health reasons. Yeah, exactly. For health and relationship reasons. Uh, if I'm on the trail, I don't have to hear... Uh, I don't have to hear any of the complaints about uh, uh, where is the new kitchen, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so, Well, you know, apple seed is the only thing I've ever done that my wife never says a word. Well, you know, I, I left for a whole weekend, left her to feed the pigs, you know, take care of the sheep. Uh, she never, never said a word about it because she believes it's important. Uh, if I was out going to sports shooting or some other hobby, I think she'd be annoyed. But she well, understands how important this is. She's she's kind of man in the home fires. Right, and 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 that's true. You know, my wife. She, uh, I think, in the beginning, at first, uh, because I didn't sit down and explain it to her, uh, I think that she was a little bit uh, apprehensive. But when I finally did sit down and we had a long talk about it about why I'm doing it, and uh, that I'm not doing it for me, because uh, I can shoot right here at my house, uh, mm -hmm. that I'm doing it because I'm scared that uh, if I don't, that I'm going to hand over a, a broken down piece of junk to our children. And now, my wife is the, uh, she just finished up at her tenure as president of the uh, the the Bell County Junior League, so she she's experienced with service organizations and volunteering mm -hmm. for quite a few years. So she under she understands the concept of it. And like I said, it doesn't make it uh, it doesn't make it a lot easier because that just means that I understand you're going to be gone this weekend. So I hope uh, you figure out some way to get those two days back so that you can fix the such and such. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But I do understand you'll be gone this weekend, you know. Or I do mm -hmm. understand you'll be gone for these eight days. And I just want you to know that I'm not worried about that because I know when you get back, you will, in fact, fix these such and such. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that too. <laughs> I know Scout's getting it. 
<laughs> yeah, well. I know the genetics on that one, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say that my, you know, that uh, that last year I did. Uh, I don't know how many it was now. Uh, I think I I had made a run of like uh, uh, 23 or 24 events, and uh, including three boot camps, two boot camps, or maybe it was three, and uh, and an IBC. And uh, and that that put a strain uh, on us because uh, that you start counting that out, and that you know there's 360 plus days in a year, and uh, you burn up uh, you burn up 90 of those days, and that's a, that's a lot of days, and mm-hmm. uh, and that just counts the days at events. That doesn't count the uh, oh the 20 hours a week uh, plus. Of emails and uh, uh, etc. and uh, so it, it it can turn into a monster, and you just have to remember that this is a marathon, uh, that it's not a mad dash. Because if you treat it like a mad dash, you're going to crash and burn up. Uh, you need to treat it. Uh, you need to treat it like a marathon, and understand that we're in this for the long haul. We're we're here for the duration and to see it through to the finish. And uh, it's not going to get done in one week or one month or one year. It's going to take it's going to take a long time. You know, when I look back at the the men who stayed with Washington, they mm-hmm. stayed for eight long years. And the majority of the, of those folks none of them were ever paid. I don't mean none of, they were paid seldom. I mean they were never paid at the end of the war. When they were cut loose, they were cut loose with no money. In many cases, those men had to uh, those men had to stop where they were and work for six months or a year in order to make enough money to get home. And that breaks my heart the way they were treated. But the fact that they stayed on and they stayed through the eight long years is. I, I don't know how to tell you how much I respect I have for them. I don't know how we could ever repay such a debt. Uh, but I try and keep that in my mind when I'm thinking about my commitment, about how much should I make, how much should mm-hmm. I devote to this. And the answer is as much as I can for as long as I can mm-hmm. to see this through to the duration, to the end. Yeah, I'm going to bring another caller on. Uh, area code 912, you're on the air. Oh, hey. How you doing? Good. Who's this? This is Cannon Man. How are you? Dave, how are you doing? I'm just fine. How are you doing? You're I'm the doing one out okay. there working. I'm I just you a, typing. I sent you a letter today. Did you get it? Uh, there are about 14 in in my PM that I just haven't gotten to. You're in okay. there. All right, well, good, because uh, you've sent me, I, I, I'm going back uh, through my PMs and emails now trying to answer them. I've got, uh, I have 480 uh, emails uh, left to answer. Uh, oh, gee. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I was just I read checking the, up on you because I knew you were down, down and uh, kind of injured there, and I just wanted to check up and make sure you were back up and running. Well, I miss you, brother. Uh, how are things going with you? Yeah, they're going fine, you know. 
We're just keeping my moving. Uh, now, the, Hines, the Hinesville shoot went well. The Fort Stewart shoot well, came off nicely. Uh, it was a busy time. And uh, now I don't. I didn't see you listed as an instructor with uh, Fort Stewart. Were you there with them? Yeah, I was there with them. I mean, I live one mile off post. It's kind of silly to stay with them. Um, I didn't right. do any instructing. I wound up running errands and boots on the ground, <coughs> collecting people at the airport, back and forth, and that kind of thing. Okay, well, now, uh, I know that I read in the after-action, uh, or in one of the reports from it, they said, we're on the way to Dave's house. So yeah. I knew that uh, I knew that you were hosting some of them. Yeah, we wound up collecting all here right after the uh, Hinesville apple feed and waiting until we had everybody all together in a queue so we could go on base at once without anybody getting lost, and I just led the parade. Um, I picked up the keys for the billet last a week before last, and signed off for him and met with the uh met with our point of contact sergeant reinhardt and tried to square things away as much as i could about what was expected and where but um typical to the green machine they kept throwing curveballs at us <laughs> that's well, right that, yeah that well that's yeah that's gonna happen i mean uh most of uh, i think almost everyone that was there uh was prior service so uh, that was so, good yeah. because uh, everybody knew what it's like to be involved in a uh, in a military operation. Yeah, which yeah is, it requires a lot of thinking on your feet and, and moving at the same time. And, right, uh, and a, they did a ton that. of patience. Yeah, I think everybody there deserves the Patience of Job Award because uh, it, it was definitely not the ideal conditions to start out in, and it went from one extreme to the other while they were here. So they did a they did a damn good job for, for what, what they had to do. Well, I can't tell you how many times, uh, you know, the old axiom, uh, I've seen it proved too, how many times uh, we have, uh, we force marched or we speed marched, uh, you know, uh, 10, 11, 12 kilometers. We had to the beat, we had to make it to the top of Cerro Gordo and be sitting there waiting for the pickup uh, by 9 a.m. So we had to march through the night. You got to go. We got to go. We got to get there. Hurry up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So we're there at 8:45, and uh, and then we just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> we just sit there until right about dark. Yep. And uh, then the one uh, one of the choppers comes in and says, you know, it's uh, it's so dark that uh, we're not, we're not sure that it will be safe to uh, you know to evacuate you. Uh, so we'll come in the morning. Uh, okay, that's fine. That's great. Yeah, that's, the, that's kind of the way things go on. Well, listen, here. we're scout. I got a buddy in right here. Well, I, I want to tell you guys that let's let, let's uh, let's turn the the discussion back to uh, and 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 finish what you're saying whenever I do it. But let's turn the discussion back to the to Fort Stewart and uh, and let's take the rest of the the program to. Uh, to speak about that. So go ahead. Well, you know, all of us that were down there and able to instruct, we got all of the satisfaction we need for the rest of our lives out of doing that. And we all stood up there and got the pat on the back. And Dave didn't get that, and he should have. Dave was great with the boots on the ground, and not getting near the recognition that he deserves for the job that he did. 
which was well, fantastic and difficult. Well, and I want to take the opportunity to thank you. guys that were out there laying in the mud, and uh, I, I wasn't there for that, but I was glad to help out where I did. I would have liked to have done more. It just it didn't work out okay. time-wise and uh, leave time for me. By the time I could was a, was apparent that they needed me, then I really couldn't take days off where I needed to. But that wouldn't I, have I, happened I without you. Off. Oh, yeah, it would have. No. <laughs> we would have made, made sure of that. We weren't going to let uh, bolt gun twist in the wind. So. I understand that, but you're the guy that was there, and you made it happen. And well, it's good to see it all out there, boys. I'll tell you what, uh, that first day when I saw everybody come in, you know, I was sitting out there waiting 1,700, 1,800, 1,900, 1,920. I was getting real scared, and then you all came in, everybody sat down, figured out what was going on, and put it in gear for the next day. It makes you proud to see people that can work that way together. And, you know, I don't know how many of everybody had known each other before except for speaking online and, and uh, talking on the forum. But i got to tell you, you put 13 guys together of different backgrounds, of different ages, uh, different mindsets and, and, and skill sets, and be able to put it together that way, the kudos goes to the guys that were laying in the mud because it got done. And that, that's what I was happy about. So, And I met one of the boys today from one of the units. He was wearing the Marion's Men patch, and he only recognized me because I had my RWVA hat on. He stopped and talked to me for about 20 minutes before I went to my history meeting, and uh, he's still talking about it. That unit is still talking about it every chance they get of what they picked up out of it. So, you know, it's, it's more than what they were telling you at the uh, debriefing. Those guys have it in their head now. Not only have they seen that they can do it, they're convinced they can do it. So that's that mind part of the puzzle is there for those guys. That's a good thing. That's great to hear. Yep. That's great. Well, let's hear well, from the rest of you guys. Uh, uh, chime in with uh, with your thoughts on how it went. And uh, and then if any of the stories or anything that you heard from uh, any of the folks who went through the program, what they thought about it, and then uh, and then your recommendations uh, on what we should do the same or different uh, for the next time that we do something like this. Uh, Hawk, what about you? Uh, I don't. I was I was lucky. I was only there for the last two days of the program, so they they'd already made it into a well-run machine by the time I got there. Um, the troops I worked with were great. Um, they saw immediately that their their shooting was improving, so uh, they were very receptive. Uh, we'll see what we can do working out down the road with them. I think we proved the concept, and we'll see what we can do with it. All right. Uh, and I'm going to jump in real here, here real quick and say that uh, O'Lory uh, told me that uh, you guys have audio. Uh, from the shoot. <clears throat> what I like to do, I'm going to talk to her, and then, uh, and then we'll talk to uh, uh, some of the rest of you guys involved, and uh, we'll schedule the. We'll we'll figure out a way to get the audio to get a uh, to get a show done where we get the audio from the event along with some narrative from uh, uh, from some of the guys that were there. Yeah, if you so, get one of, uh, Son of Martha's intro on Thursday, I think it was, maybe even Friday, 
absolutely awe-inspiring. He, he he framed it perfectly for the troops. And you say that is that that we do have that. We do have that. Okay, great. <clears throat> well, let's uh, let's figure out a way to get the audio onto the show, and and then get uh, then get it like narrated or explained mm-hmm. uh, by some of you guys. Uh, it'll, it'll take old Gloria a while to get that onto a disc for you. Uh, the recording stuff that we had wasn't really computer compatible, but she's found a way, and, and uh, she'll get you a disc of that material. Okay. I think you'll find there's a lot of good stuff on there. Uh, really first-class stuff. You can get some feedback from the troops about it. Well, it sounds like it's like it is some good stuff, and I'd like to hear. Uh, I'd like to have the. I, I'd like to have it put together in a nice little package. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do that. About how to get, how to. I think that I can just upload the audio uh, as a file, and uh, and then I guess if we need to chop it up into pieces. We can do that, and then uh, get some of you folks, get somebody uh, listed. Uh, to to introduce and uh, narrate the audio. Uh, it's gonna take, it might take me a little bit to figure out how to do that, uh, but I'll get working on that as soon as possible because I'd like to have that uh, as one of the archived uh, shows. And we don't have to do it uh, like on a Tuesday night. We can we can record a show anytime we want and make it available as an archived show, and then put a link to it. Uh, on the forum. All right, who else? Who else is? Uh, uh, who else was there that would like to uh, chime in on this? I'd like to ask a question to those who were there. All right, uh, Sam or anyone else. How did the uh, the troops respond to the story of the three strikes? Well, Sam spent. I think they. I think they responded very positively. Uh, we we made a point of uh, showing that it was common people, not professional soldiers. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that we had a group of uh, common people, not professional soldiers. These are National Guardsmen, mm-hmm. farmers and shopkeepers and, and people that work with their hands, people with jobs. Uh, stepping up and doing their part, and they identified with with the people in that history very well. I can see how they would. What about? Uh... Okay. And what about the? Uh... What about the uh... the future of this? Uh, was there was there any uh, discussion? I mean, the folks there saying, hey, uh, I think this really worked well, and when can we do this again? Or or, or we want to give you an intro to some other unit or anything like that. Oh, I got quite a bit of that. Uh, I was the last instructor there because I couldn't get out till Monday, and there were a few troops that didn't go home for the weekend. Old Gloria left a pack of hot dogs in the refrigerator, and, I found a grill a couple doors down and bought it and started cooking weenies. And uh, 
some of the troops started showing up because you know when there's food there they they show up. Oh yeah. And uh, and we had a, a real good discussion about that. And they're going to be telling the rest of the folks in in uh, in their regiment and uh, other guardsmen that they know. Uh, they're going to have some time before they deploy. Can't say when or how much, but uh, they wanted to know if there was possibility they go to a regular apple seed. And uh, I got a case of writer's cramp writing down rwva.org because <laughs> we didn't have any promo materials left over with us. And uh, it, it, it got pretty good. The only thing I had left was... Uh, uh, the target analysis sheets, and they have the uh, address on them, and uh, they they grabbed those up real quick, and uh, they were anxious for some material. Sunday afternoon, uh, when the rest of the troops got back and signed in, uh, they had their rifles and wanted to know if there was anything they could do to to continue with their practice and stuff. And we sat down, had a two-hour session on how to dry fire. Well, what about, uh, have you heard anything from uh, higher up? Uh, you know, like uh, uh, like maybe uh, a suggestion that, uh, you know, that, uh, that another uh, battalion or another brigade, uh, this might be in store for them. We haven't yet. Uh, until this training iteration down there is done and they compile all their uh, training data, uh, word won't get out to too many other outfits other than indirectly. Well, I heard, uh, well, I read on the AAR, they said that, uh, I guess, uh, some of the uh, troops had said, hey, you know, it doesn't, I don't know if this really helped me or not. But that the data from the, uh, uh, from the raw scores stuff showed that it made a great big difference. It did, uh. We're not really allowed to give any specific figures on that, obviously, but there is no doubt in anybody's mind in that outfit that their ability has improved measurably. I'll give you some specifics. Here's my specifics. Uh, For anybody wishing to mess uh, with the guys that uh, just took the Appleseed course, you better stay out beyond 600 meters. That's fact. (laughs) Uh, there's some of them out there that will give you a run for your money. <laughs> listen, before we close out here, we're going to close out in 60 seconds or so. Uh, I want to let everybody know that, uh, and I'll I'll try and get this out to everybody again on the forum and stuff. Uh, next week, Aaron Zellman, uh, he's the head of uh, JPOF, used for the uh, preservation of firearms, is going to be our guest next week. That's great. Uh, so uh, I'm sure that... Uh, most of you guys have probably heard of the organization JPOF and all the work that they do. And uh, we're, uh, you know, we've been uh, we've been partnered with them uh, for years and years now, and uh, we have common goals. And uh, he's going to be on to discuss uh, what uh, JPOF does and uh, and how we can benefit from that. Listen, all of you guys. I want to thank all of the folks uh, who uh, who worked at uh, Fort Stewart last week. Santa Martha Flathead, Coley Cat, O'Glory, Oshoot, 
uh, former USMC, Bama, Sam D, Dwayne H, Tex Pirate, Stymie, P. Henry, Sergeant Cap, VA Shooter, Hawkhaven, and a big thanks uh, to Cannon Man uh, today for for making sure that uh, that everything ran smoothly and everybody was where they were supposed to be and opening up his home to them. Uh, a big thanks to what they've done for the troops and for our program and for our country. Uh, thanks, everyone, again for tuning in, and we look forward to you joining us next week. Uh, as I said, Aaron Zellman will be on the show, and uh, we look forward to seeing everybody again uh, on Tuesday. Uh, thanks again, guys, and good night. We'll see you uh, this next week. <laughs>